Today, our weekly affirmation is, I refuse to let anger take control of my life. Our topic today is fighting among siblings and peaceful resolution. Hi friends, welcome to My Teen Tangerine Podcast Season 1, Episode 1. I'm your host, Hannah Mish. When your children are not getting along, yelling at each other, and possibly even getting physically violent, how does that make you feel? Angry? Scared? Anxious? Exhausted? Overwhelmed, maybe? Most likely, it does not make you feel calm and peaceful hearing and witnessing your offspring fighting with each other. And yet your responsibility as a parent is to respond to the situation in a way that brings calm and order. How do you do that when the last thing you feel is calm and peaceful? The first thing you may want to consider is are you responding to the situation or are you reacting? When you react to a situation, There's no time given to thinking about it first. It is a knee-jerk reaction. For example, you hear your children yelling at each other and you instantly yell, Stop your yelling! I'm on the phone! Reactive and usually ineffective. When you respond, you pause first. Take note of what is happening, how you feel, and what you need to do. The kids are fighting. This makes me feel upset. I need to get them quieter so I can finish the phone call. How do I do this? There is no one size fits all in how to respond to your children fighting. It's trial and error. Since you do not control how your children choose to respond or react, you may have to handle a situation in more than one way and try more than one attempt. But if you take the time to understand yourself, your feelings, your needs, and your habits, then you grow and respond to the situation in a more mature, calm, and peaceful manner. Will you always respond in this way? No, not necessarily. Parenting is not without its mistakes and lessons. This is how we learn. This is how we grow. The very method you use to respond to your children arguing is the same one they need to peacefully resolve the conflicts they have in their lives, including with each other. First, learn to pause. You can do this by taking deep breaths, counting, singing a short song, or doing 10 squats. Second, recognize and communicate when there is a disagreement. Say to yourself, the kids are arguing. Ask the kids. What is happening? Giving them an opportunity to acknowledge the disagreement. Third, feel and communicate your feelings. I'm feeling upset. Fourth, listen to the other person's feelings. What are you feeling? Fifth, say what you need. I need you to be quiet so I can finish my phone call. Sixth, listening to what the other person needs. What do you need? It starts with you and your response. You are the role model. You are the demonstrator. This is a process and learning does not happen overnight. Having patience and compassion for yourself and your family will help ease any growing pains. Learning to say positive things to yourself 
and your children helps alleviate those growing pains and encourages you and your children to continue to strive and grow. For example, you could say to your child, you did better this time. You still yelled, but you didn't throw any toys. It's a huge improvement and I'm proud of you. An example of positive self-talk. This is a challenging moment. Take a deep breath. You've got this. I do want to emphasize that feelings need to be felt first. The brain cannot feel and think logically at the same time. And sometimes it does take a while to feel your feelings. If a child is tired, cranky, and isn't getting what they want, they're going to have an emotional reaction and they're not going to be able to manage it right away. Giving anyone, including yourself, space to just be with it all. Not trying to make it better, make it go away, or make someone see the logic of the situation. Just letting it be. Accept the situation as long as everyone is in a safe space. Right? You don't want to be in the middle of the grocery store aisle doing this process. So you may need to leave. Get into the car where you and your child feel safe to cry, scream, and be with their feelings. In your home, you each may have your safe spots. A bed with blankets and stuffed animals for your child. A cozy chair with soft pillows for you. Once the disagreement is acknowledged, the feelings and needs are heard and felt, then a resolution can be discussed. Sometimes compromises can be made so everyone kind of gets what they want or need. This is where encouraging sharing and taking turns help. However, not all resolutions to the disagreement are always going to mean everyone gets what they want. For example, if a child wants to do something they're not big enough or old enough to do, first acknowledge the disappointment of not getting what they want. And then once they calm down, help them find another activity that they can do. Later on, you can discuss with them logically why they couldn't do the first task. Supporting our children when they feel disappointment is enough. You do not have to try and make your child happy. They are strong. They are brave. They can handle their disappointment, especially when given the support, time, and space they need. The same goes for you as the parent. When you give yourself a little time and space to feel and accept a situation, you realize that most things may not be as big of a deal as you initially thought. This is why, again, that pause is so helpful. On the same hand, it can also be incredibly difficult. If you're like me, I have a tendency to react verbally to situations that feel stressful and unexpected. The only way to get better is through practice. I do not mean just by practicing whenever a disagreement and stressful situation arises, but practicing by talking about previous situations and making up stories and talking about them with your children. It's just like emergency responders who practice their skills in pretend scenarios. You and your children can do the same. For children under the age of 10, this makes a very fun make-believe game. You can also read a picture book where a character has a disagreement or difficult situation. You read the story and then discuss it together asking your children some questions. 
Questions like, what was the problem or disagreement? How did that make the character feel? What did the character need? How does the character get what they need? Again, this is great practice. So when the real disagreements and real stressful situations come up, the child's brain has practiced these skills and can more readily use them. And so can you. Some other things to keep in mind is honor everyone's personal space. Some people may need some additional space, while others may need a hug, especially young kids. So make sure this is communicated. I always ask my kids, especially when they are upset, if they need a hug. Never touch them unless it is communicated first. When most people are feeling upset, it is easy to get defensive and mistake a kind gesture of touch with a threatening one. Eye contact is very important. This helps keep everyone connected and grounded in the moment. Actions speak louder than words. The more you and your partner use these skills, your children see you doing this. But mistakes are okay. Now, sometimes mistakes can bring up feelings of guilt, self-doubt, and sometimes even self-hate. Mistakes can also be an opportunity for growing self-love and positive self-talk. For example, you could tell yourself, I know you really wanted to do better, but keep trying. You're going to get it. With any situation, especially those of high stress and disagreements, staying curious and learning about the other person's perspective can help resolve the conflict and give an opportunity to connect with each other. Now let me introduce my wonderful daughter, Olivia. Hello, Olivia. Hello. How are you today? Amazing. (laughs) So I have a couple of questions for you today. Is that okay? Yes. Okay, so... Tell me, how does it feel when you and your sister argue? I don't really like fighting, especially with my sister. How often do you think you and your sister argue? A lot. I mean, sometimes there are big, big fights and we have to, you know, do it a lot. But I think... Every day? Uh, no. You have little fights every day? Sometimes, yes. And then you have big fights every once in a while. Yeah. And what's the difference between a little one and a big fight? A big fight is like when she doesn't want to talk to me for the rest of the day and she's hitting me, biting me, and other things. Okay, and what's a little fight? A little fight's when we just argue about one little thing and then we kind of move on. So it's not as bad as the big fights. Okay, so you may yell and be unhappy with each other and have some feelings, but you don't necessarily need to separate for it. Right, right, yeah. And how do you usually work through some of these arguments? What are some of the things that you do to peacefully resolve them? Sometimes we take time to settle down, take deep breaths, and do things that, well, we aren't doing together because, well, um then it makes us more mad because then, well, 
like we get really frustrated and we just kind of want to go away from each other because we're annoying and so we like to just do our own thing for a little bit. Okay, so you so when you're having an argument with somebody, one of the best ways to peacefully resolve it is to take time away from each other for a little bit. That's what works for us. I mean, <laughs> well, we're here, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's understandable, right? And then you can come back together and maybe talk it through. Do you ever talk about your argument with your sister after you take a break from each other? Yeah, um, we do. Um, sometimes we... When we come back from our little time out, we tend to do things together, either play a game together or read something together or play um, or we apologize to each other because, you know, it's kind of nice to do that because, well, we were just having a huge fight, so kind of need to do that. So sometimes apologies need to be made. Yeah, yeah. And when somebody apologizes to you, what do you do back in return? You do what? Uh, you're like, I accept your apology. So normally we say, sorry, I accept your apology. So we're like, okay, all right. And, and you forgive them, don't you? Yeah, so like when we have a huge fight, we stay down, then we, we come back together, we talk, we say our sorries, and then we come back, right, say sorries, and then we play together for the rest of the day and we're fine. So it does work out. So you you as you actually get over the argument. You're not holding on to it or anything. Yes, we, we get over the argument. The, the <laughs> arguing, sorry. You get over the arguing. Yeah. Yeah. You get what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for answering my questions today. And I really appreciate having you here today. It was a pleasure to be here. We're going to end our podcast with a quote from the picture book, Theo's Mood by Mary Ann Coca Leffler. Everyone cheered. Theo has a new sister. That's a good mood news, isn't it? Asked Miss Caddy. How does it feel to have a new sister, Theo? I don't know, said Theo. Just like Theo, your feelings can be complicated. Sometimes you do not know what you are feeling. And sometimes you have more than one feeling. Be patient with yourself and your children. When you make peace within yourself and eliminate the inner conflict, it is easier to peacefully resolve conflict around you. Thank you for joining me today. Have a wonderful week. You can visit us for more helpful resources on our website, myteamtangerine.com.